Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Welcome to another episode of the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I hope everybody is well. On this month's episode, I am joined by Yus, the head writer and one of the lead designers of the game Lake, which uh, Laura reviewed uh, last month and which I also played and really, really liked as well. So he spoke to me all about the writing of the game, the story, the characters, and everything you'd want to know about the game. Now, this interview is a non-spoiler interview, so you can listen to it and you won't get any spoilers for the game. We did do a spoiler interview about the game afterwards, and that will be available for our Patreon subscribers. That should be available more or less the same time as this interview goes out uh, as well. So if you want to hear about spoilers, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash adventure games podcast. But this episode, there are no spoilers. Uh, so, yeah, so here it is, first of all, a trailer for the game, followed by my interview, so please enjoy. Meet Meredith Weiss, a hard-working career woman in the big city, 1986. She decides to take a break and goes back to her hometown to become... ...a mail carrier. It's hardly a chore, driving a mail truck around such magnificent scenery. Meeting people is also part of the job. Some of them are familiar. Many are new. Some of them are friendly. Some are very busy. Some are happy. Some seem happy. Some like cats, while others just want their mail. And some of them she could get to know a little bit better. Who knows what will happen in two weeks? Meredith might even change a few lives, including her own. Thank you so much for joining for another episode of the Adventure Games Podcast. And I am delighted to be joined by uh, Joss uh, from Gabius. And you are the well, game designer and head writer of a new game, Lake. Uh, which has been one of my favorite games of this year. So I'm really, really looking forward to chatting to you about that. Uh, first of all, h- how are you, Joss? Uh, I'm good, thank you. Uh, just want to clarify that, that, that uh, I shared game design duties with Dylan Naho, mm. the game director. And then, yeah, I was the head writer together with Kerdan uh, Bursma, Eva Newdorp, and Darish Hop. So, uh, cool. Yeah. So, so it's a team effort then. Yeah, totally. I mean, uh, the, the, the writing, um, uh, 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 what's, the, what's it called? Um, the whole pro- process of writing, it was much more difficult than we expected. And we had lots of writing rooms, meetups, trying to get um, the concept right. And um, we were very close to it. But we didn't realize it because it's quite a simple setup with just delivering mail and all these isolated um, relationships that you 
uh, that evolve with the people that you deliver mail to. And um, yeah, it turned out that it wasn't too difficult after all to, all to to combine them all and come up with some sort of overarching uh, narrative. And that's of course all about um, the choices, the choice that uh, Meredith has to make in the end. Mm. But yeah, um, um, we we didn't we we knew what we uh, didn't want. Uh, we didn't want a murder mystery or uh, aliens. Just wanted <laughs> a normal story, and um, we wanted all the player to be able to relax and um, not have to worry too much about the story. Because once you introduce a murder. Uh, I think that players will um, focus on that and they will be, uh, they will forget to relax and enjoy themselves. So um, that's why we uh, kept it simple and, and lighthearted and um, nothing uh, pretentious, I think, mm. nothing um, cliche. No, de definitely. I mean, I, I love murder mysteries myself and aliens and sci-fi and post-apocalyptic stories. Um, but I think you're right that in this game, it definitely suits it that it's very relaxing. And uh, I, I mean, I, I love this game. And I, I told you before as well that they don't make many games like this. I don't think it's worth it that I have played. That's, um, it, it's not you know, I don't know if it's spoiler to say, but there's nothing too dark that happens in this game. That it's uh, uh, at one podcast, the Gaming Outsider podcast, uh, said it's a very meditative experience as well. Um, just driving around, delivering mail, getting to meet the characters, um, which which was just great. But um, uh, but before we talk more about the game itself, uh, you seem to I don't know if the, if uh, the team. Are, for, are they from different countries? Are you from one country? But how did you guys meet up for this project? How do you guys get together? Um, most of the people are from the Netherlands. And uh, okay. um, at Games, we already had, uh, created a couple of names. Um, one of them is Turmoil, which is a, an oil, oil drilling simula simulation. Uh, it's quite a different genre than the uh, oh. game. And um, the core team consists of people that we already knew. And we, uh, for, for each game that we make, we, we look for people that most, uh, that are the best fit for a certain game that we want to make. And in this case, the game director uh, joined us and um, the technical artist, uh, Jonathan from Immersale, uh, we already knew him. He was an intern at one point at our company. And um, yeah, so we just uh, uh, were able to, to get a, a great mix of talent together, including uh, Sonia van Fuhr, the, the character artist, uh, among others. And um, yeah, we, we don't plan out a project from A to Z. Um, we just start with a core team and try to find the fun, find find uh, some sort of mechanic that works. And once we have it, we uh, we know how we can finish a game, and then we we look at what is uh, needed. Once we know what the game will be like, so uh, animators join, uh, um, other artists. It's all very pragmatic. Because we believe that you can't 
Um, I mean, you, you can make a game design document, but once you make your first prototype of a game, you can throw it out the window mm. because um, you can never um, uh, predict how, how a game will feel, a mechanic, how it, if, if it's fun or not. So um, yeah, um, and we planned that it would probably take one or one and one and a half years, but uh, uh, it it turned to be uh, almost four years. And mm. um, we did scope up during uh, development. We noticed that some things were just too cool, that we just some exper experiments we did were just very cool, and we need we needed to to. Uh, have it in the game, like some things like uh, voice acting, uh, some uh, uh, voice, uh, sorry, sorry uh, facial animations, um, uh, ambient traffic, ambient characters. And uh, we also noticed that people were very uh, enthusiastic about the game during development, which was also a good sign for us and um, gave us the confidence to invest more into the game. And um, I, I cannot tell you uh, how uh, um, it's a funny thing. Once we were we finished the game, that that was one of the first moments when we were actually able to look back at the uh, the whole process of how we made it. <laughs> and we all had gaps in 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 certain areas of the game because we were, we were all so busy focusing on our part. I was incredibly focused on game design and uh, the story and writing dialogue and uh, all sorts of stuff. And then when I talked to, for instance, Jonathan, the technical artist, I saw his um, Ludo Nericon video in which he explained all sorts of stuff about how he came, uh, uh, how he made the game, the environment. And it was also very interesting for me. So I was like, when I was was watching it, I was like, oh, that's that's good to know. I didn't know uh, that he went through all all sorts of uh, um, challenges. And the same for for the Sonia, her uh, Ludo Nericon video. They are both on uh, YouTube, uh, by the way, if you uh, want to rewatch them. So um, yeah, it's. Um, you, you, you decide to make a game and then game development happens and then four years later you have a game that's <laughs> just <good>. like that <laughs> yeah. no that's interesting you said everyone had their own challenges uh in the game as well because suppose you're so focused on your own part that mm -hmm. uh, then afterwards you realize oh this other person like the character artist or technical artist yeah. you know had like uh so presuming what you know you did you say saying, okay, I want you to do this. You drive around delivering mail and then the graphics art, whoever does it. And then afterwards you realize, oh, it was actually quite hard to do. <laughs> yeah. And there we um, roles overlap, of course. Mm. Uh, but at one point um, there, uh, it's such a multidisciplinary um, medium that, it's so much dependent on individual talents. There's not, some people are, are, are able to make a game on their own. Mm -hmm. but I'm not one of those people, <laughs> probably <laughs> the least suited one for that because I don't know how to program or to art or do whatever. I can only 
stay what I want and hope that other people are, are able to, to actually make it. Um, the programming part, it's just magic. I, I, and and um, yeah, so um, it's, uh, it's been a fun ride. <laughs> yeah, well, it, I mean, it definitely worked out very well in, in the end. Yeah. Um, now, it's a, it seems to me like an incredibly simple premise that you drive around delivering mail in this really beautiful town. Um, first of all, how did you come up with this idea? Just that you, because the only other game that we deliver mail that I know of is Paperboy back mm -hmm. in the arcade, which is a very stressful experience from what I remember. So, how did this idea of this relaxing game, you said that you knew what you didn't want, but how did it come up with just de uh, delivering mail and this whole story? Mm -hmm. uh, that's a fun story, actually. It, it's also described by Dylan Nagel, the game director, also in a Ludo Naracon video. Um, but the short version is um, we wanted to work together with Dylan. He pitched three concepts. The first two concepts were very well documented and presented. And then he, he was like, and I also have this picture of a car driving around a beautiful lake and I came up with it yesterday and I just felt like I wanted to be in that car and drive it and maybe meet people along the way delivering mail. And um, we were like, oh, well, yeah, that <laughs> salt, <laughs> we, we like that. And that's how it started. And um, then we we already knew that uh, Jonathan uh, was, is a very good environment artist. So the next step was trying to get him on board and um, then we added Luke, the, the lead programmer, and we uh, we started making the game. And um, um, yeah, as I said, uh, it's just a process of lots of iteration and, and finding the fun and finding the core concept and then uh, adding people along the way. So uh, it's all a very uh, um, organic process, I think. Mm, well, I don't know what the other two choices uh, would have been, but this definitely seems like a really good choice. And I find I'm delighted that you decided to make this game because, I mean, it looks beautiful. The whole town and the whole um, area. Mm -hmm. uh, do, do you know, is this based on any real place? Is Providence Oaks based on any real place in America? Because if so, I want to go there for real. <laughs> I would love to visit it. Or did you just come up with it yourselves? Um, no, it's based on Oregon, the, the state Oregon, and uh, okay. the game director has lived there for a, for a while, and um, it's not um, the environment artist, uh, he, Jonathan, he just looked at Google Maps a lot <laughs> and, uh, and pictures, <laughs> and so he, he, he uh, never went there. Um, so it's not a real place, but it's um, it's very Oregon-like. Um, we were at one point interviewed by uh, Willamette Week, which is a which is an Oregon newspaper, and um, I was very happy to hear that uh, he was very uh, he thought it, it looked a lot like Oregon. So okay. I think we did pretty well then uh, in that area, I guess. If if that guy was uh, was uh, positive about it, <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, 
I mean, I suppose you can't get any higher praise than that from, <laughs> that, uh, you know, from Oregon. You probably say it looks like uh, Oregon. Um, um, and then, I mean, you mentioned that you're all, or most of you are from the Netherlands. Uh, mm-hmm. Were there any challenges uh, to making a game that's set in the United States and it's very kind of uh, American, has an American feel uh, mm. to it? Because I was convinced that all developers were American. That's <laughs> what I thought, uh, that you're from this or from Oregon or from a town like this. So it was, it was kind of, I was very surprised to hear that you're from there. I was like, wow. You, um, so were, yeah. were there any challenges uh, to making a game that's, set in America versus what you might know better of, say, Netherlands? Yeah, the funny thing, when uh, the game was released, I, I watched a lot of YouTubers and Twitchers play it, and when the credits started rolling, they were, people in chat were like, hmm, the, uh, those names, it looks like they're all Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big compliment when people do not notice that, um, most of the people are from Holland. Um, at the same time, um, our publisher, Whitethorn Digital, uh, is from uh, Pennsylvania, uh, United States, and they did lots of proofreading and also checked on lots of little things that go unnoticed by us. So mm. that helped a lot, getting it right. So, yeah. Okay, uh, no, that uh, that's um, uh, that's great to hear. And um, no, because as I said, I just loved just uh, driving around. As I said, just delivering the mail, um, and then meeting the characters. And it's a very organic story that um, the story happened while you were delivering the mail. And at no point did I feel, oh, this is the exposition part, or this felt mm-hmm. outside the game. Everything was very organic. Mm-hmm. And um, it kind of felt very real as well. Another thing that I liked is the main character, Meredith, uh, she's a woman in her 40s. And we don't usually play as characters like that. You know, she's not a heroine. She's not a super uh, hero. She's not like a very young uh, character either. And she looks, you know, she, she looks normal. She's like a normal person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, so again, my question is, uh, coming up with the characters, was that intentional? Or did these, you know, how did you come up with the characters, basically? We didn't want to have a female uh, lead character per se. Um, mm. We want to have a character that would, um, w- w- which um, um, would make conversations um, the way to. Uh, um, how do I say it? Um, solve situation or get out of situation or 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 navigate through the game. I mean, um, if you're, uh, for instance, it's a bit of a, uh, an obvious uh, example, but if you are the, the, the guy, uh, the main character in GTA, mm. then it feels natural to find solutions to situations with violence. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, we want to immerse the player in a, in a role in where it feels unnatural to solve things with violence or uh, other um, uh, super hectic um, uh, mechanics like racing or jumping or, or whatever. Um, so it, it, like I said, it wasn't necessarily that we wanted to have <clears throat> a female lead character. 
but we wanted to have a character that was uh, uh, that players would find uh, easy, uh, would find it easy to um, role play her. So um, we could have, uh, we might actually do a sequel or a DLC with uh, a male character in his seventies, uh, for instance, or sixties. I mean, I like the idea that a character is not uh, invincible and, and you are forced without really making the conscious decision, but you are forced to uh, navigate the game with your uh, voice, with your, with your dialogue options. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, that was going to be one of my later questions is for future mm -hmm. plans, but you, you know, you've touched on it there. And I think that would be really interesting because that's another kind of character that we, have, we haven't played that often that I know of, of mm -hmm. a man in his 70s, for example. I think a man in his 70s would be, uh, you know, would be well suited to his road, driving around and meeting the people and then helping the people as well, you know, especially like, the, you know, helping the cat lady, uh, bring it to the, then you bring it to the fish, to the uh, vet who's also the fisherman, and then you meet the character that way. Um, is, it, is it possible as well to play the whole game without doing any of that extra stuff as well? Because I know that there are some options when you're asked to help that you can decline, but is it, is it possible then to just deliver the mail and not do the extra stuff or do you have to do some of the extra stuff? I, I, I think you can, um, I mean, lots of people ask you to do things and I think you can refuse mm. most of them or, or I'm not even totally sure, but I should be sure because I'm, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, you can ne neglect those, those um, those people and don't don't help them out and um, I've seen some YouTubers who uh, went that way and um, the game facilitates facilitates that way of playing it. Um, I mean, you get what you uh, give, you know. Uh, if mm. you try to not not help out people, then you'll get a little bit of a um empty experience mm, which absolutely is fine, uh, i think if that's what you want to do yeah yeah no i mean i, I appreciate actually the option to do that that you're not forced to do anything uh, mm -hmm. either way but definitely you know when i was playing i was like oh yes of course i'm going to deliver the cat to the doctor yeah. <laughs> um and uh and but the, the characters were all um just you know really really interesting you know there was there was angie as well the, um, the person who the girl who loves all the movies as well and i love the setting that it's set in 1986 uh, mm -hmm. which was the year that i was born so <laughs> um but wh why did you decide to set it in this time period in the 1980s rather than say the 90s or the present day um two the two main reasons are um that we did not want a world which had uh, mobile phones and internet. So um, we want players to experience a world where uh, you can be offline. And um, the other reason is that we are a little bit older than you are. <laughs> but we are, um, some of the people, most of the people in the core team are, um, people who were young in the 80s okay and, um so it's an it's 
a decade that we know very well. And um, it's um, nostalgia. Nostalgia, yeah. Yeah, that, that's one big part. And it's also an interesting decade because it's, it's like the decade that um, transformed the mankind from non-digital to digital. And you can already see some, some of the seeds that were, that were sown. Um, there are some, um, of course, there's the, the VHS quest with the, the movies. Um, there's also an arcade at Moe's mm. Diner. There are some other references to um, the mo more modern lifestyle. Of course, Meredith, who is who has one of the earliest laptops there are. And um, so, yeah, it's interesting to, um, to, to, to create a world and that people experience how it is to uh, not be online uh, all the time. And it was also essential for the gameplay because um, you are forced to meet people in, physically, um, meet them, um, and then uh, it enabled us to create scenes. Uh, I mean, if you, if Robert D asks asks you to uh, join him and look at the paperwork to prevent the apartments from being built, um, it would be a bit lame if you could receive a text message from him. Mm. You know, I mean, there are games like that, and, and that, that, that it, it works. But it's it's not helping the relaxed uh, ambition we had. The, uh, people should should be able to uh, focus on one thing at a time, which is driving around, delivering mail, and then anticipating um, meeting people and and being curious about how uh, certain uh, storylines will evolve. And yeah, that's. Uh, that's why we came up with uh, the 1980s, 1986. Yeah, and I, again, I think it's the, I mean, there's no right way, but it definitely worked. I mean, it felt like it was that time period. I mean, I said I was born in that year, so I don't know too much. But from what I've seen of that time period, mm -hmm. uh, it seems like it was a more relaxing time without mobile phones, without internet, without constantly trying to go places. Mm -hmm. um and with, without you know social media that you're constantly checking in or for updates yeah uh, that you're just driving around and as he said so people do have issues um like the, um the robert you mentioned who's trying to stop apartments being built and uh angie who's trying to keep her store afloat and all uh mm -hmm. but it kind of feels like ev everyone is relaxed and um it's it, uh, then with uh, uh with the gameplay um, now, I know that uh, for adventure games or narrative games, that there's always this debate that there, you know, some people say, especially the um, classic uh, adventure gamers who grew up playing adventure games, uh, want like challenging puzzles with an inventory um, mm -hmm. and that, and they want to be stuck for hours on end. I'm, I would be like, okay, I would find that a bit frustrating. Uh, mm -hmm. Whereas in this game, it's our considered adventure game, but it's very relaxing. And then there is gameplay. But what what is your opinion? After having made a game, you know, like this, um, you know, do do you think what do you think about you know games like that that are like the old school style with hard puzzles versus a game like yours now, where it's more about 
relaxing and meditative and mm-hmm. story character. They had real choices and some gameplay puzzles. So what is your opinion on this? Um, yeah, it's not a coincidence, coincidence that Blake uh, ended up how it, how it is right now. Um, I, I did not want a game that was game reaffirming. I mean, there are lots of games where you see uh, a heads up display, you are, um, some uh, goals are gamified in, in uh, vis- visualized with a score of, or uh, you get certain goals. Um, the other day I saw a game where the main character in, a, in an MMO had to kill 20 rabbits in a quest <laughs> and, and I was like, um, that's not very immersive when you mm. kill rabbit, rabbits and you see uh, a display on the, on the left side of the screen, how many rabbits you have killed and how many you uh, there, there are left to kill. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's not very appealing to me. I'm, I'm, so it's all about immersion. And we try to um, leave out as much uh, of game affirming uh, visuals and uh, that people really uh, immerse and ease them into this world. And in a way, we try to uh, create a feeling that they are playing the, a role or, or a character in a sitcom or, uh, or, or uh, a romantic co- a comedy. And uh, instead of watching how the the lead character makes all sorts of choices, um, choices that you might not feel uh, are the best choices. <laughs> um, we felt like, uh, wouldn't it be cool if you get to make th- those important choices uh, yourself? And um, so, yeah, um, things like puzzles. Uh, we, I'm a huge puzzle game fan. We actually created a couple of puzzle games Yes, you mentioned as well. <laughs> but um, 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 puzzle game inside a narrative game is that's been done lots of times, and um, it takes me out of the experience. So we made a very uh, up, uh, a very uh, we, we really did not want stuff like that to get in the way of the experience and the story. Yeah, I mean, definitely, I think if you introduced uh, a slider puzzle or uh, an inventory puzzle <laughs> in a game like Lake, it would take you out of the uh, immersiveness <laughs> yeah. of it. And again, I love those kind of games, but I think in this game, it works just, you know, the way uh, that it was. Mm-hmm. Um, were, were there any particular inspirations, any games or movies or anything that inspired uh, the way the story was told? Or again, was it, um, did, did it come mainly from from you guys i must admit that i don't like narrative games at all <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> so, um big part of it was trying to create a narrative game that i i liked this will sound incredibly arrogant but um i i want wanted to have immersiveness and i wanted to have player agency um there are uh, it's very hard to um, facilitate player agency in a narrative game because it branches out of 
uh, it branches out incredibly fast. Um, so we were we also had to uh, find a way to keep the branching within scope at the same time creating an, an uh, experience where you did not feel like you were being forced inside a nar narrative a story. So um, uh, that's, that's, that was a main goal from a narrative game uh, perspective. We really wanted to focus on the, uh, the relax, re relaxing um, experience and the immersiveness and the agency that the player should have. Um, at the same time, we of course um, know lots of uh, narrative games that were an inspiration to us. And Firewatch comes to mind because it's mm. also all, a lot about just being in a beautiful area. And uh, we also like the, the mature dialogue in Firewatch. Um, it's not generic game uh, uh, talk. Um, and there are some, yeah, a lot of inspiration it came also from uh, TV series and uh, movies. Um, I mean, rom romantic comedies may not be the most um, uh, well. Not rom some romantic comedies are are are, are fantastic movies like um, uh, Groundhog Day, which is not really a romantic comedy. I think what. Uh, I, I don't hate on them, but um, there are some soap soap operas which are a bit uh, cheesy, and we we knew that we wanted to have some cheesy stuff in Lake, so they were also a bit of an inspiration to us. And I think that because you're in control of the cheesiness, that it makes it um, uh, easier to digest. <laughs> and, as long as it was, um, as we could provide as much as uh, as much of agency as possible, keep putting the player in control of the of the game and 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 the narrative. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good point actually, because the player is always in control. As we mentioned, you can choose to help the characters or not. You can choose to get how involved you want to get uh, with the characters if you want to help them or not, or just go home um, mm -hmm. and stay home. Um, which is also, you know, viable. Um, but and it's funny you mentioned Firewatch because it is true that uh, they get some Firewatch vibes. And of course, they're very different games. Um, but I think one Steam review that I read that made me laugh was it said there was a positive review. It said I think something like uh, if Firewatch and Life is Life is Strange had a baby but was very chilled, it would be something like Lake. <laughs> because I did get kind of Life is Strange vibes as well, except without uh, you know darkness and the post-apocalyptic mm -hmm. yeah. setting as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we really wanted to have a, a positive, lighthearted mm. story, and we didn't want to um, uh, come up with all sorts of uh, depressing stuff. Um, I have lots of respect for Life is Strange, of course, but um, it's a bit too uh, dark for me at times. Yeah, it, it can get very dark. <laughs> I, I did, I watched one one of the endings of the game and <laughs> I, 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 it was like an alternative ending and then you, 
I, I don't know a lot about the game, but I, I, I remember that you opened the door and you saw your old friend and we, she was in a wheelchair. Yes, yes. That, uh, that wasn't even an ending. That was kind of like midway through the game. That's... <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, no, that's not what we wanted. Yeah, no, no. funny because lots of people who saw the trailer or, or played the first hour of the game were, were like, I wonder when it's going dark. I wonder <laughs> when the misery starts. I wonder when, you know, and we were like, uh, no worries. Uh, it's going to stay. Uh, I, I mean, it, it has some serious topic yes. themes. It, it, it is slice of lifey, but um, it's nothing too dramatic. We, we try to keep it upbeat and, and positive. And uh, people should be, um, well, inspired is a big word, but um, it's, it celebrates life. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a nice tonic too, because the last two years in particular with COVID, it has been mm -hmm. difficult for all of us. And then uh, a lot of, you know, dark games. I mean, the last game that I played before Lake was 12 minutes, which I enjoyed overall, mm -hmm. um, but it got very, very dark as well. And as you mentioned, Life is Strange and plenty of other games. So it's really nice to play a game that's overall positive, upbeat, but there are some real serious issues as well. Uh, in the game that you, you have to deal with. Um, and I don't want to keep you uh, too long, because um, but, um, and again, now I don't, possibly don't want to give any spoilers uh, yet. We can do a spoiler discussion after for Patreon. Um, but I also like to see, you talked about the player choice and player agency. Um, it, would it be a spoiler to say that there was a Possibly, maybe, you know, there's there are some LGBTQ characters in this game as well, which I kind of really appreciated. Mm -hmm. um, and and again, I just wanted to, to ask maybe, you know, did you want to put this in from the start or did this happen naturally uh, with these characters? Um, it's, it's a bit like what I said about um, the female lead character. We mm. don't really have an agenda. Of course, yeah. <laughs> we did want to um, give the player options, and we we felt from a game design perspective it would be super cool if um, you could uh, date a, a man or and a woman. Mm -hmm. It's just from a game design perspective, very very uh, interesting, I think, and. Um, we also felt that, uh, hey, why not? It's 2021 and uh, why not? You know, it's, uh, it's a great little storyline and uh, people uh, are big fans of, uh, of, of that particular storyline with uh, a certain lady. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so it's not a big deal, you know, I mean, it's, yeah. We didn't want to make a big deal out of it. That's that's the annoying thing. I mean, there's such a he, uh, such a touchy topic, and all the all this, the the drama on Twitter. Um, can't escape it. I mean, we have, we've had some trolls on the on the Ugh. forum. Uh, at the same time, we're like, uh, um, we let the game do the talking. And um, exactly, yeah. Yeah, no, because one of the things that I really liked is well, with this and just with everything that happened in the game, everything everything felt natural um, in the game. Everything felt organic, 
And, um, you know, I, I never got anything from the game that there was any kind of message or any agenda, like it was up to the player as well. Um, yeah, the, like, the thing is, um, it, I mean, we want the player to escape from, you know, the, the real world and the real world uh, uh, drama and, and doom scrolling. Uh, so exactly. <laughs> we forced, uh, forced some, some themes, I mean, that, that takes them right back to Twitter and, uh, <laughs> and all the, all the, the mystery uh, regarding that, uh, um, that the, the rights uh, of, of uh, well, what's the LLA, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, I don't really, can't come up, come up with the abbreviated uh, the acronym for it, but uh, LHBT. LGBTQ, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that I, I hope don't I'm worry. Not anyone, but um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's not, um, isn't it nice that people from uh, certain countries where they uh, are, um, what's the word, uh, discriminated? Yes, that's a game and they can stumble upon uh they get into a scene and they get the option i think uh that's that's wonderful if we can uh, mm. can can uh, ex let people experience that without making a big deal out of it because that's how it's how it should be yeah no absolutely it's uh it i mean one of the things uh, you know i think it definitely worked that the game you know i played this game with a smile on my face <laughs> um it was just really i was just so happy to be driving around and you even gave a choice to for auto drive i believe i never chose that option i was like no i want to drive around uh the lake i want to continue seeing the scenery and just uh being in control myself but it's great that there's an option as well that if you just wanted to just chill out even more um but uh no it's it's uh and i also played this game at a time when i was doing overtime in my work and i was very busy very stressed and but what kept me going well now it wasn't terrible at work i, really, I enjoy it but what kind of kept me going is like oh in the evening i'm going to be able to play this really relaxed chill game and it really helped get me through the week it was really really cool oh, that's uh, great that's, so, that's, that's the um, that's all we can ask for if yeah you... genuinely I'm, I'm certainly not saying this because you're here but that's why i wanted to talk to you why i kept chasing you guys can someone from the team talk to me <laughs> but i want to tell you directly how, how the game made me feel so um and uh and it's been, it's been great seeing reaction from uh from reviewers and players as well because from what i can see the vast majority has been positive and i i think i'm gonna uh, i'll embarrass you a little bit i don't know if you've read this review from the game oh yeah um, yeah, yeah, yeah so you've, i mean it's very embarrassing indeed <laughs> well the i mean i'll put a link to this i don't know i'm not part of this but i love this uh this review yeah. uh, and uh, at the end, the writer, when he said he finished, I, I really miss Lake a lot. The temptation to reopen and start all over again is overwhelming. And then at the end, he says, I implore you, go out and buy it. Lake is truly the indie game of the year, maybe even of all time. It must be great to read comments like that from your viewers and people. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it, 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 I... I just woke up to be honest when I read it and I was <laughs> pinching myself. I mean, is it true? And I, 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 
cannot agree. <laughs> I cannot agree that it's Lake is not the best indie game of all time. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm, uh, if it's for him, uh, that's so it's great to hear, and it, it's a, it's a, a, a dream to read a review like that if you're a game maker. Um, but it's it was very, uh, very uh, what's the word humbling. Uh, mm. It's uh, it's it's uh, impossible to uh, to um, to react to to uh, to a review. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there were lots of there were lots of bad reviews as well. So it, it was very all balanced uh, in the end. And it, you know what? It's all about finding. Uh, it's not you can't you cannot please everyone all the time. So it's all about finding a niche, and if you can make enough people happy, that's that's mm. all, all we want. So uh, yeah. No, absolutely. Now I had to review. I think one other person uh, said, um, I, "I can't. I don't know if it was a bad review or not." But he said something like, "One of the things he didn't like was, oh, you can sit on benches." And I was like, well, that's a bit random too. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what they said, but I was like, I actually like the fact you can sit on benches, just look at the world pass by. But as you say, you can't please everyone. But look, this person, it really affected me. P- plenty of reviews that I've seen as well. Um, now, before we finish up, now we will, uh, if you have time to do a spoiler section for the Patreon uh, about the end of the game. So this is a non-spoiler interview. Um, but for, first of all, now, or finally, I don't know if you can answer this question or not yet at this moment. I'm sure you're probably um, t- pretty tired of four years working on this game. You deserve a long break. Um, do you, but you mentioned possibly you might be doing a DLC with a, with a male character in the 70s. Um, is there any more that you can say about any ideas that you have for the future, any future DLCs where you just go around delivering mail? I mean, I would get that. If you just go around delivering mail, I would do that. Is there, do you have any ideas at all about what you might do in the future with, with this game uh, or anything yeah, that we, you can we, say? <laughs> you know, yeah, that, I, I think I already said too much, to be honest. Okay, we can, <laughs> we can um, take that out. <laughs> but we, 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 we hope, hopefully we can um, add content, a DLC. Uh, there are also lots of requests from people who just uh, who are okay with just driving around and delivering mail. Yes, um, I would definitely be one of those people. <laughs> we thought we're thinking about that, but it's tricky because I'm not sure how the experience will be when you are only doing that. Because mm. the, the experience of driving around, it's I think it's also. Um, what makes it interesting is knowing that something at some point will happen. And I'm not sure if delivering mail day after day after day uh, will be interesting. And you will be able to um, uh, activate idle talk from a character like Nancy in the store. But she will be, you probably, she'll probably be saying the same stuff every day. Yeah. It's going to be hard to come up with content um, for for such an experience. And then it will become October at one point in December and the changing of the seasons. And how will we uh, deal with that? And wasn't Meredith supposed to go back, you know? And and (laughs) from a story, I mean, the story is very lightly um, 
mixed with the, the gameplay. But so you could do it without the story, but at the same time, I think it, it, I'm not sure how it will. We we have to do an experiment, maybe. But I'm not yet totally sold on on the ID, to be honest. But um, we we have the op our options open, and uh, we can't wait to add more content. So uh, yeah. Okay, well, that's, we'll, see. we'll see what happens. Yeah, that, that's a good point, actually. That um, It reminds me as well of this game. I don't know if you heard of the game or played the game Cloudpunk. Um, it was released last year. They also released a DLC. I haven't played that yet, but you, it's, it's very different in many ways to Lake, but it's a sci-fi game, and you drive around or fly around in this hover car in the far future, and you're a courier. <laughs> and then similarly, you meet people as well. You meet other characters. And you get to know the characters through delivering the the, cour the mail and sometimes people and the packages as well. Um, now, there are diff very different games, but I love both of them. Um, but I think in their DLC, they, they had more story elements as well. Okay. Um, so, I, I don't know the game, so... but um... Yeah. No, it's a really cool, cool game as well. Um, actually, f final question that I that I meant to ask: uh, Did you do research into what it was like being a male person or male man delivering mail um, at all for this game? Because it felt—I mean, I imagine it's more stressful than it was in the game, but it also felt like oh, this is kind of how it would be. <laughs> mm, yeah, we did some. Uh, we, we of course did some research. Um, at the same time, it, it, we also had a line in the credits that said. <laughs> uh, big thank you to all the mail carriers all over the world because we know that the job is not as simple as we have portrayed it not as easy as we have portrayed it mm. uh, especially mail carriers uh, uh, in today you know and they have like hundreds of packages they have to deliver in one day and they are underpaid and Mm. Um, it's, it's a much tougher job than we portray it so um, we did some research and for instance you can also um, the mailboxes in America you, when you put the flag up it, it means that there's outgoing mail in, in, the, in, 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 in the mailbox and we were forced to not take that into account not, not mm. uh, implement that in the gameplay because we would be a bit too weird, I guess, if you um, sort of magically uh, know where the flags are up at certain ad address and where not. So we decided to only do deliveries. And, and we also were contacted by some uh, mail carriers, actual mail, mail carriers, and, and, and we talked a little bit about the, the profession with them, but um, yeah. Long story short, we it, it's 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 a game. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we had to, we had to cut some corners uh, to make it uh, an, an, uh, a playable experience. Um, so we 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 cut a lot of corners there. Yeah, no, but I think it, it makes sense. You know, it's a game it's supposed to be enjoyable, first and foremost. Yeah. Um, and uh, also I wanted to add that the uh, driving part was really good um, because usually I'm terrible at it. And uh, But I was, I was able to drive around, um, you know, without any issues this time. And <laughs> actually the quality of the game is usually when I play driving games or if I play games where I get in the car or a vehicle, uh, I want to do like 
Grand Theft Auto. And I want to kind of like try and speed up, maybe drive over some people in the game. And it's funny when I crashed into cars, it's funny when I tried to do that, the, the game just stopped the car. I'm like, oh, okay. And then eventually uh, I, I wanted to, not only did I not want to play like I would play Grand Theft Auto, but if I was turning left, I would want to use indicators <laughs> to yeah. indicate I was turning left. That's how this game turned me. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's funny um, how people um, try to actually be a mail carrier, and and also when they're parking the truck at the <laughs> mail, mail office, they try to park uh, between the lines. I do. I did as well. <laughs> And um, we hope that we can add uh, more lights to the car. It was nice to have on the list, and we did not uh, have enough time left before the sure. release. So we, we will probably um, add rear lights, uh, and maybe we can also do uh, uh, left and right signals, but that's a little bit tricky, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, so you, you'd have to detect when when is a player going left and right? And is that near an intersection or is it just turning left because the road is going to the left? Yeah. To make a separate button for just the indicator. So it's from a game design uh, perspective, it's not as easy as it may um, may may uh, sound. Sure, yeah, yeah. No, I imagine if there would be some challenges to it from a tactical point of view. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, so that's a uh, quality of the game that it made me change, you know, the way that, you know, rather than wanting to drive really fast, I was like, okay, now let's take things slowly. Let's take things calm. So definitely the game, uh, worked on me. So, um, where can people find more about uh, you guys and more about the game if you wanted to find out more? Well, I mean, I'll put the links in the show notes. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's on Steam and on the Xbox family consoles, and um, okay, on uh, the Epic Game Store. And the most active channel would be the, the Twitter channel. And to be honest, it's not very active, but we, we, we will try to. I'm mm. um, one of the things that we're thinking about is sharing uh, some of the VHS movie, uh. Uh, uh, boxes um, with oh, I'm not sure if you noticed but there are lots of movie spoofs titles yes yes <laughs> uh, instead of flash dance we've got crash dance and and the character has uh, her leg in uh, has a broken leg on the on the front of the the, the movie cover Stuff oh like yes yes <laughs> and we might share those a little bit more on the, on our Twitter channel and um, yeah, but um, at the moment, the main focus is still on improving the game as much as possible, fixing bugs and um, getting it as close to uh, smooth, uh, as, as, uh, running it as smooth as smoothly as possible, as possible. And um, that was a nice sentence. <laughs> no, not. <laughs> um, and and then we'll see uh, what we can do uh, later on. Oh, well, perfect. Well, thank you very much, uh, Joss. And uh, it's been you. great talking to you. Um, and uh, well, for Patreon uh, subscribers, we will be discussing this game in more detail now spo in uh, spoiler specials. So, uh, but thank you very much, Joss. Thank you. You're welcome. So that was my interview with Joss, the lead writer of uh, Lake 
I uh, hope you all enjoyed it. And thank you so much to Yas for joining me, for agreeing to speak to me. I had a wonderful time. I uh, look forward to seeing what they do next. Now, if you want to hear more from Yas, uh, you can uh, subscribe to our Patreon channel at adventuregamespodcast.com or patreon.com forward slash adventuregamespodcast and you will hear a spoiler-filled discussion where he talks about the endings of the game. He talks about third act, uh, well, third act stories. He also talks about the game was going to be and then what it became in the end. And he'll talk about some of the secrets that we can find in the game, which I didn't find many of them. And uh, so I had to go back and replay it. But it was a really fun uh, further chat with him. So if you want to hear that, you can subscribe to our Patreon. You can also rate and review this podcast uh, wherever you listen to podcasts or you can rate it on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever you can rate and share it as well. That would be great help. And um, yeah, keep listening and let us know if you want any feed if you have any feedback or if there's anybody else you would like us to chat with or any game particularly you'd like to review. Uh, Laura, Thomas and I will be back hopefully next week and we will be reviewing the latest games that we've been playing, including A Juggler's Tale, 12 Minutes and Lacuna and maybe other games as well. So stick around for that next week. Uh, that's all for this week. Thank you all for joining me and take care, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>the adventure games podcast then please subscribe rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts please leave a review on itunes if you can as every review helps and reviews will help get the word out especially for adventure game developers who appear on the podcast now you can also follow me on social media you can follow me on twitter at Advent Game Pod, you can follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well, and we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are Adventure Game Developer or Adventure Game Player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who. You believe may enjoy it and you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com so until next time thank you